Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th and I can't wait to see you there. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Bay podcast. It has been a little while, so I thought I would drop in a little episode based on some conversations that I've been having lately in my life. So this is inspired directly from yours truly learning the lessons and passing on the lessons. (laughs) So today I'm going to talk about my most impactful success hack, which has a lot to do with seeking discomfort, but I want to make this more actionable for you. So I'm going to share you a couple anecdotes um, and then I will share with you a principle or concept or whatever you want to call it. That was shared with with me um, via a session that I had yesterday, actually, all around clearing this very irrational fear that I developed when I became pregnant. Um, And this concept is something that you can utilize, take action on, and recognize in your life that's going to make a huge difference. So let's give all the context, shall we? First of all, I'm recording this from snowy Sedona. If you've never been to Sedona, Arizona, it's an amazing place to go. I love it so much. But seeing it in snow is like another level. If you've ever seen red rocks with white snow on top of them, I can't even tell you how lucky I feel to have this as my view (laughs) as I record this episode. I just felt like throwing that in there. Um, Okay, so like I said, this podcast episode is inspired by two separate conversations that I had recently. One I had with my husband, because I talk about this shit all the time with my husband. Uh, Poor him. Like he really signed up for, you know, it's probably what Tony Robbins' wife feels like. I feel like that's what Sage Robbins feels like. She's like, oh my God, 
this guy and his transformational growth and constantly like just being in that world. I don't know if he brings it home to her, but I definitely bring this shit home to Brennan. <laughs> so I coach him, I catch him. Um, I point out his patterns. I'm like, yo, or, you know, or I'll ask him to coach me through something. It's just something I live and breathe. And then, of course, I've been investing heavily and deeply. I've been talking a lot about rapid resolution therapy. Dr. John Connolly, who's the founder of it, he's been on the podcast twice now. I'm currently getting certified in it, and I've been implementing this incredible, super effective modality into my programs. So if you are someone who has taken my Melt Your Money Blocks Away Masterclass, um, or Epicway Aligned, which is my once-a-year New Year's program, I have implemented some rapid resolution therapy processes in there. Not all of them, of course, there's so many, but some of them and the testimonials have been insane. So with this upcoming launch of the Manifestation Babe Academy, which is launching on market calendars, the 6th of March um, and open car is from the 6th through 10th. I will be in this round updating it with more of the rapid resolution therapy processes. And as I continue to get certified and learn and grow each round, my intention is to keep adding it, um, adding in these incredible processes and tools to make this literally so effective. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Like no one's going to walk away um, unscathed. Uh, from MBA in the sense of transformation. Like you are just going to be completely attacked in the best way possible with the transformation that you desire to create. So I'm excited about that. And I have been doing lots of sessions with um, John himself. It's been my secret superpower for the last couple months that I feel like has totally shifted and transformed the way I show up in the world. And I literally do not have certain limiting beliefs and fears that I had even just a couple months ago, they do not exist. So let's go into the first conversation because I don't even know how this came up, but I was talking to Brennan about something that I was doing in college that tremendously helped me become even more successful as I became an adult and started my own business. Like It's a hack that really helped me in all areas of my life. So that's the first conversation. The second conversation is super useful because we're going to explain the reason behind why this is so, why this is so impactful, why this works and how to make it work for you. So I was telling Brennan the other day that I'm so grateful for this habit I developed back in college. So back in college, I was just to like paint the picture. I was in pre-med. I was working at the movie theater. I was driving three hours a day. I had a three-hour commute to college. I know I'm crazy, but that that's what it was. And at the same time, I was also um, running a fitness business, or at least I just started one. And I also wanted to get in shape all at the same time because I'm crazy. And so in order for me to go to the gym, like out of all these things, you know, I have to go to work or I'll get fired. I have to go to school or I won't get or I won't get my degree, right? I'm um, growing my business so that I can leave the job and, um, you know, just have my business support me. But the gym is like this thing that's so easy to make optional, but I didn't want it to be optional. Okay. So I developed this habit that really helped me become the version of myself who was able to then later, which if you know 
my story, you know that there was this moment, this was, there was this defining moment in October of 2015, where I decided to forego medical school, cut myself off from my boyfriend at the time who offered, of course, many different comforts, but was ultimately not for me. Um, And by comforts, I mean, like, obviously it's a comfortable relationship and he was, I was in the midst of, you know, building a business and like, you know, the, the very starting point of building a business. And so there wasn't very much money. I had just quit the movie theater job right when I graduated or maybe even before, I think it was even before. And he was working full time. So he was making money. And of course, like, you know, like we could go out to eat, we could do all these things. And there were some comforts involved with that, that I knew that if I forego that, I would be completely fucking broke. <laughs> um, and, you know, then which these, you know, this, this success hack, um, allowed me to, or gave me the strength to also move back to LA when I was very much broke, live on my grandma's couch and get a nine to five job while, while I let go of that business that I thought was it for me at the time. And it didn't derail me as much as my ego was hurting. Okay. So this was my gym hack back in college. I made this like weird unconscious agreement with myself. I didn't know how much it would help me in life, but this was something that I knew like if I'm going to go to the gym, if I'm going to get in shape, this like I got to go no matter what. And I was so busy back then where the only time that I could make it to the gym were between the hours of 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. Talk about how easy it is to be like, nah, I need sleep or nah, like I have other things going on. But I made this agreement that it doesn't, didn't matter how busy I am, no matter how I feel, whether I have a stomach ache or not. I'm falling asleep or I feel perfectly amazing and motivated, right? It's like the difference between, oh, I don't feel motivated, so I'm not going to go versus, oh, I feel motivated, so I might as well go. I did not give myself the fucking option. I would throw myself in the car, like literally, even if I was half asleep. I mean, yeah, in some ways this is questionable. You're like, Catherine, all right, like, let's not do this to the point of suffering. I totally get it. But let me just, let me just share the mindset that I was in. I was going to the gym and committing myself to at least any type of workout. Even if I walked in and just did five minutes on the treadmill, that's it. Like that's all I needed to do. And I made this decision that I was training myself for life. Like I was like, if I could go to the gym and train in any type of condition, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, this would bleed into other areas of my life and help me do more of what feels good to have done rather than only that which feels good to do in the moment, which I'll get into in a little bit and how to use that as a way for you to check in if something is actually in alignment or not. So it was like this weird boot camp that I put myself through unconsciously, knowing that it would be a huge reason for my success, even though consciously I didn't, right? For me, it was just like, I want to get in shape. <laughs> um, and I trained myself to not avoid discomfort, but actually purposefully seek it getting to know it and creating this relationship with it. And to this day, I practice this. To this day, it's not in the sense of the gym. That was more of my training ground and really just a metaphor of for the point that I'm making. But I'm always practicing and throwing myself into being uncomfortable. 
And I see that a huge difference. And I think an element of this too, you guys, if I remember correctly, and again, like the further and further I get away from these days, you know, like you lose details. (laughs) So I'm so grateful that I've been recording a you know, so many podcasts about my story for so long, because I know some of you DM me and they're like, Catherine, you forgot a detail about your story. And I'm like, I know I forget details because it feels further and further and further away. Of course, the big things I will never, ever forget because it's such a core part of my story. But there's details where I'm like, ah, I don't remember. Um, Anyway, I'm always practicing being uncomfortable and facing discomfort. And I was doing personal development at the time as well. And I remember that the difference between successful and unsuccessful people that these authors would share is like one type of person is okay being uncomfortable. They're comfortable being uncomfortable and the other people are purposefully avoiding it. And for the most part, it's so much easier and feels better to avoid something rather than actively pursue it. Like a lot of people spend so much energy avoiding things, not realizing that all they're doing is avoiding a feeling. Like if you look at anything that you're avoiding in your life, you are avoiding it because of a fucking feeling. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Like it has very little to do about, you know, what is the result at the end of it? And all these like scenarios that we can paint in our head. And it's just the feeling that we think that those scenarios are going to create in our lives. So we're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of the feeling of failure. We're not afraid of like, oh, that didn't work or that launch busted or nobody signed up for my program. We're afraid of how it makes us feel. Oh my God, it makes me feel rejected. It makes me feel stupid. It makes me feel blah, 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 blah. And if you just realize that the worst that's going to happen in your life is you're going to feel a feeling, like I'm telling you, train yourself to feel uncomfortable feelings and you will become unfuckwithable. So I was telling Brennan how nowadays, because of this, I measure a successful day, not in how many successes I had that day, Not like, oh, this went well and this went well and this went well and that went well, but rather how many times I face discomfort for the sake of my growth. This is very similar. Um, I've heard of this from Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. She talks about something similar where her dad would always ask at the dinner table instead of like, what did you do well at today, kids? He would ask, what did you fail at today? Because if you're failing at something, it means you're putting yourself out there and you're really giving life a solid go. And that's pretty much what I developed for myself. Like I asked myself, did I, am I proud of myself because I had a conversation that I had today that was difficult? I was initially avoiding it or I was afraid to have it, but I didn't. Did I put myself out there in a way that made me feel uncomfortable? But I knew I had to because I had something important to share and I knew it was life-changing and I just overcame the discomfort of people thinking, oh my God, how dare she say that or whatever, whatever I was thinking. Did I invite someone I look up to majorly to be on my podcast today? Did I? And this is something I really struggled with that Orion has helped me so much, my son, which is rescheduling on people last minute. I having a baby, like there's so much that changes last minute. For example, this morning, he decided to wake up at four in the morning. Like, excuse me, sir. Like, no. (laughs) And Brennan is currently... um, uh, running an errand in Las Vegas. We're in Sedona 
And so, you know, my mom is sleeping and I don't want to wake her up because she gets severe migraines. Like she's not a night nurse. She's not night help. I am fully the night help. <laughs> so is Brennan. And my mom is totally the day help, which um, if you didn't get the update or didn't listen to a previous podcast, like we are now currently full-time travelers and my mom is our nanny. So I was like, oh my God. And so I had to reschedule a couple things today. And I'm like, I know it's last minute. I know these things are today. I'm so sorry. But like, you know, this is what's going to happen. And that was so uncomfortable for me at a certain point in my life where Orion thankfully helped me overcome that. So I look at that as a success, right? Before I would have looked at that as like a failure of, oh my God, like what is this person going to think of me? Oh, my inner people pleaser. Oh no, right? Um, Did I say yes to that opportunity that secretly scares me? Did I face my fears today? Did I stretch myself today? So those are the questions that I'm asking. This is how I'm measuring success. And I'm telling you, when it comes to manifesting your dream life, and there's so many elements of this too, like if you want the best, (laughs) I talk about this all the time with my friends and clients and students and people who are close to me. I'm like, if you want a personal development development boot camp and you want massive growth in a short amount of time, either start a business or have a child. <laughs> All your shit's going to come up to the surface for you to face. And regardless of whether like if you're childless by choice and I support that for you fully, like I'm I I support like this is what is so ridiculous about <laughs> our world sometimes where I look at other people and I'm like what what, what is going through your mind here? Who fucking cares? I support every single kind of dream life. I want to make it clear that my life is my dream life and your dream life could be something completely different. And when I share content with you, it's not so you create my life. It's so you create your dream life. Okay. So even if you're like, fuck that, Catherine, I don't want to be an entrepreneur support that for you, love that for you, want to help you with that. If you're like, fuck that, I don't want children, love that for you. I'm not saying that those are the only ways to grow. Like there's so many different ways to grow. But I promise you, in any version of your dream life, there is real growth involved. Traumas of the past are going to come up. Fears are going to come up. All kinds of things are going to come up when you leave your comfort zone. How do I know you're going to leave your comfort zone to manifest your dream life? Because in order to go somewhere where you've never been before, you're going to have to become someone you've never been and do things you've never done before. And those frequencies that you're going to be interacting with are completely unfamiliar. How do I know they're unfamiliar? Because duh, you've never been there before. So you've never experienced or interacted with or been in relationship with those frequencies before. So of course, when you step into that version of you, you're going to go, whoa, this feels hard, right? This feels really uncomfortable. And then it's up to you to normalize those frequencies. You see, like I said before, most people spend more time actively avoiding things than actually pursuing them. And most people don't ask themselves the difference between does this feel good to do or does this feel good to have done or both? And knowing the difference and knowing how and when to take action on certain things, depending on your answer to those questions and make the best decision that will lead you to your dream life from there. So let me give you an example because you're like, huh? 
So let's say that you are writing a book or you want to write a book that's been trying to get out of you for years, right? You're just like, I know I have a story within me or I have like principles and lessons within me or a memoir within me or whatever kind of book you want to write. Let's say that you finally write it, okay? How good, just imagine being on the other side of that. And if writing a book is not your thing, just imagine something else that like you've been wanting to do for years. Now close your eyes and imagine that you are on the other side of it. You have just completed it. You finished it. You're looking back and you're going, holy shit, I did it. Doesn't that feel so good to have done, right? But maybe, just maybe, it was not necessarily feeling good to do in the moment, meaning there it was tedious. There was a lot of work involved. There was a lot of discipline, a lot of fears to face, fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear of, I don't know if I can do it, blah, 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 blah. But damn, on the other side, you do not regret it. This is the same thing with a workout. Like for the gym example that I shared from my college days, not that I don't work out anymore, <laughs> but this is just like a principle that I learned back then. Like most of the time, we don't feel like going to the gym. We don't feel like turning on the workout on our TVs or however you work out. We don't feel like going outside for a run, especially when it's snowy and icy. I'm looking outside. It's like, I don't know, 20 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Everything is completely rock solid ice. Do I want to go on a run in that? No, I I feel like no one ever feels like they want to do that in the moment. But on the other side, is there ever a workout that you regret? <laughs> right? For the most part, no. Unless you like broke your leg, God forbid, on that workout, then you're probably like, damn, I regret that. But for the most part, we feel so good about it. Okay. Versus, let's say you avoid writing your book, okay, which you know you want to be doing, you should be doing, you need to be doing. It's really on your heart. Your soul is super in alignment with it. But instead, you decide to watch 12 back-to-back marathons of various Netflix shows, like nonstop for a month straight, okay? That feels so good to do, right? Meaning in the moment, it feels good to be doing that. It's like, wow, I want to do nothing more than this. I'm being entertained. My brain is busy. I'm relaxed. I'm in a trance. Nothing else matters. But on the other side of that, when you're doing that while avoiding something that you really want to be doing instead, does it really feel good to have done? Like, do I really feel closer to my dream life on the other side of that? And I'm not saying that we should always forgo pleasure in um and instead pursue the things that we don't feel like doing that aren't necessarily giving us pleasure in the moment but are giving us immense pleasure on the end i think that there are so many times that we can obviously have both and i think that a huge life hack which will be a whole another separate topic is how to make the things that don't that feel good to have done but don't feel good to do in the moment and how to make it feel pleasurable in the moment at the same time, right? Like how can you bring fun to the book writing process? How can you bring pleasure to the book writing process? How can you bring fun and pleasure to the gym? That's what I'm talking about, okay? And like I said, sometimes you have both. Like maybe one day you're exhausted, you need a recharge, you had a rough week and watching Netflix instead of writing your book or going to the gym or whatever is exactly what you need. 
it feels good to have done and good to do. And maybe it's not 12 marathons and totally avoiding what your soul wants to do. Maybe it's like one season or just a couple of episodes or just one night of this where you feel good in the moment and you actually feel refreshed on the other side to where once you're done with this, you're like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm, I feel ready to go back to the book writing process, for example. Okay. So these are the types of questions and check-ins that you need to be doing with yourself. Being super honest with yourself and checking in and being like, why am I doing this? Am I avoiding discomfort or am I facing discomfort knowing that on the other side, I'm going to be so glad that I did it. And if you think about it, bringing in the concept, the, the principles of manifestation, the version of you who's already living her, his, or their dream life, they are 1000% honest about what is and what isn't in alignment with them. And that needs to start on the journey there. Meaning, it's so important that you are honest with what actually is in alignment with you right now because the version of you who's living the dream life was honest about everything that led them there. Okay, so the topic of avoiding something and what it does to your unconscious. So this is where I'm going to bring you my conversation with Dr. John Connolly in a session that he did for me actually yesterday, where I let go of a really silly fear that's been affecting me since I first got pregnant. And let me just quickly share the actual fear to you, fear with you to give you context. And it is totally okay if you laugh at me. Like, it's going to sound so ridiculous. And I'm totally okay with you making fun of me because I am laughing at myself now. Now that I'm on the other side of it and this fear, like I can't even access it. It does not exist. That's how powerful this shit is. It's so good. So when I got pregnant, my unconscious went into super protector mode, okay? Which is completely understandable since I now have offspring to protect. And the unconscious mind, which is interchangeable with the subconscious mind, The prime directive is survival. And only once the unconscious is sure of survival, it can switch into pleasure and thrival. I don't know if thrival is a word. I use it all the time just because it rhymes with survival. But first and foremost, it will make sure that survival is number one. And most people are 100% stuck in survival mode and don't even know it. Okay. So if you're having like this disconnect between what you want and what you're actually getting in life, you're unconscious is probably perceiving your desires as a threat on some level. So it's important for you to dig up and see what's going on there so that you can clear it. Um, And I shared this before with the story that I shared in um, Greece, like when Brennan passed out for, uh, I don't know, 90 seconds and wasn't breathing and I thought he was dead. (laughs) Talk about scary. Talk about, oh my God, I just burped this fear. Like this fear is so valid. Yeah, this is kind of similar to this. So over my over the course of my pregnancy and up until literally yesterday, you guys, this is so like, I can't believe I'm ad- admitting this. I developed a fear of gas stations. Yep, gas stations. You're probably wondering like, what the fuck is wrong with gas stations? It's a past life fear. Okay, that's what I've uncovered. Uh, Dr. John Connolly took me through processes. We do some past life work and um, it's part of the unconscious reprogramming that we do. 
And I discovered that I was actually shot in a past life in a convenience store, like a sketchy looking convenience store. So anything that resembles this convenience store, which, you know, gas stations have the part that is a convenience store and, you know, they can be in sketchy places and have sketchy people, right? They would trigger me like crazy. I'm talking, you guys, I'm talking like I would avoid gas stations at all costs and I would make sure, like I would tell Brennan, there's like two gas stations in all of LA that I would actually go to. This is so embarrassing. There's two in Beverly Hills. One is a self-serve. Actually, they're, I think they're both self-serve, uh, not self-serve, sorry. Like um, they have self-serve and then they also have like the people who, I mean, this could be normal in your state. I know in certain states, like you can't get your own gas. Someone has to put it in for you. And that's probably where I, would have felt the safest if I, if California was a state like that, but for the most part, you get your own gas. So everyone's like on their own and there's, you know, the workers aren't really outside. And I would tell Brennan, like I would freak out if I ever saw him or heard of him, or he told me that he's getting gas and he's like in a sketchy area, I would freak out. And then myself, my gas tank could be so low I could have like 10 miles left in, in, in my tank and I would go home anyway and just tell Brennan to go fill it up the next day for me. I have not been in a gas station by myself. Like I'd go once every four months. Like if I really need to, I would plan my whole life around a gas station. So as you can imagine, this is terribly inconvenient and terribly ridiculous. And Dr. Connolly cleared this for me. So it's not a thing anymore, but let me share with you this mind-blowing information that he shared with me as part of the clearing. Okay. This is so, so good. So listen up. He said, whenever we actively go out of our way to avoid, whatever we go actively out of our way to avoid, no matter what, even if it's literally not dangerous or something that's actually good for us and something that actually assists us and helps us, our unconscious mind perceives that thing as danger. Okay. So consciously, you could have even a thought of like, this is so good for me. I'm so glad I'm doing this when you finally get around to it or someone forces you into or you force yourself into. But if you spend so much time actively going out of your way to avoid it, your unconscious mind perceives it as danger. And whatever we on the other side actively move towards and go out of our way to seek unconscious mind perceives it as good. It perceives it as safe. It perceives it as totally fine, even if it's actually unsafe, not good for us, and totally not fine for us to pursue. So he shared an example of this. He's like, here's what's interesting. When some people with like, let's say they have an addiction to cigarettes or an addiction to like crack cocaine or something like that, they will feel a trigger of some sort, like an anxiety or a fear comes up, a fear surfaces, and they go out of their way to pick something up that biologically and physically speaking creates more anxiety in the body. So let's just say cigarettes, because I feel like the majority of people in the sense of like, you know, there's a lot of people that have at one point smoked in their life. I think I have <laughs> like back in college, you know, drinking days, whatever. Um, I don't anymore. Thank God. But anyway, this thing causes more anxiety in the body. Yet, yet, there's so many people that claim to feel calmer 
And they actually do feel more relaxed because they're tricking their unconscious mind into perceiving the cigarette as something totally fine and good for them. He said he once had a client who was a lung surgeon, someone who, you know, operates on the lungs and helps people with their lungs and obviously deals with a lot of like lung cancers and things like that. But he himself still smokes. Why is that? It's because he actively seeks out the cigarettes knowing damn well it's not good for him, but because he's actively going out of his way to seek the cigarette, his unconscious mind perceives it as something that's totally fine. And that's why he feels so content and safe in smoking the cigarette. So that's crazy, right? Like that makes so much sense. So for example, If you are avoiding taking action that you know is going to get you to the next level, like for example, going to the gym when you have a goal of building strength or getting healthier or, you know, like avoiding writing that book, you're training your unconscious mind to see your next level as a threat. Of course, you're never going to move towards your goals with the part of you that controls 95% of your reality. That's how powerful your unconscious is. When it thinks that what you want and what you really need to be doing to get, get to the next level is a threat to you. So me, little me, avoiding gas stations and actively avoiding them, allow this threat to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just kept growing and growing and growing until it became this like thing where uh, my heart would race when I would pump gas. And so he cleared the fear for me. And he said, like, obviously the unconscious reprograms and continues to reprogram and moves away or or, um, reprograms other like memories and similar programs that are related to this program that you clear with repetition. And so my homework to further tune and cement this clearing is to go to gas stations and fill up my gas tank and actively seek out gas stations and actively go out of my way to fill up my gas tank, even if I already have a full gas tank. So actively pursuing gas stations so that my unconscious can continue to understand that this is totally fine. People do this all the time. It's not a big deal. You can chill. You can relax. It's okay to be alert. And you're more likely to be alert when you are not in fear. When you're in fear, you're not alert. Fun fact, just just an FYI. So to bring this all back together, my question for you is, what are you currently avoiding in your life that will feel good to have done? Or how can you actively pursue that thing, even if you feel immense fear in spite of it? This is why the quote, fear, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway, works. This is why it works, is literally this principle. I have an explanation now. Now you know why this principle is a real principle. And even if you think you're going to just die in the face of it, like, for example, the fear that we feel when we have a fear of public speaking, which I can speak for because I used to have it until I cleared it, um, it literally feels like death, right? But when you go out of your way to do it anyway, you do it in spite of your fear, your unconscious creates an association with it that is positive, and that is far more powerful than your conscious mind could 
ever understand. And that, my friends, is the success hack that's going to make a huge, impactful difference in your life. So give it a try and let me know, please. I always love to hear your thoughts and your experiences and things that you try from my podcast. Let me know how it goes for you. And hey, if you want even more hacks, if you're like, damn, this was good. I want more hacks. I'm hosting a free manifestation workshop next week via a secret podcast. Yep. I am uploading and creating a secret podcast that you could subscribe to called It's Already Yours. You're not going to subscribe to it like a normal podcast. You're going to have to go to my website. You're going to have to go to the link manifestationbabe.com slash workshop. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash workshop. I'm also going to put the link in the show notes where you're going to be able to find the link to the secret podcast that you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and there's like Google Podcasts and a couple other options for you. So it doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or Android or whatever, how you listen to it. And in this free workshop, this secret podcast, you're going to learn how to tap into even more of your unconscious superpowers. We're going to real life your vision board and create a reality that feels even better than it looks. And hot damn, does it look good. So again, you can go to manifestationbabe.com slash workshop to sign up, or you can check out the show notes for the direct link. It's going to be so good. And what I love about this is that it's a workshop that you can listen to on your own time. There's no time that it goes live. It's okay if you're busy, but this is something that I want um, to be in your ears so that by the end of this workshop, my biggest intention for you and takeaway is that you walk away from it feeling like anything is possible for you. Anything is already inevitable reality for you. Like we are going to create such a phenomenal reality through unlocking even more of these hacks and unconscious superpowers. So with that being said, I can't wait to see you in my secret podcast. And without further ado, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.